And I think that's when maybe sometimes the burnout can come. Yeah. Is that as a creative, you're losing your creative freedom because you're constantly told what to do and you're constantly briefed on like what it should look like. And I think as creatives is that we are striving for that freedom, but it's quite hard to get there. Hey, hey, welcome to the Up and Becoming podcast, a space for empowering and inspiring conversations for the dreamers, creators, and self-starters. I'm your host, Kurt Bingham, and you're listening to episode nine. In this episode, I'm speaking with Steffi Fu. Steffi is an artist and a multifaceted creative that in my opinion makes everything she touches turn into something of beauty. Steffi and I talk about how she overcame a burnout in her professional life, how she ended up traveling the world to end up in Sydney, and a little bit about how she stumbled organically into being a paid artist. So without further ado, enjoy today's episode. So today looks a bit different because I'm speaking with Steffi Fu and we are live. Um, we may have had to take a few takes prior to this because it is funny <laughs> being across from a good friend of yours and trying to interview them. Um, but we're gonna, I'm gonna move on because I think that there's some incredible things that Steffi has to offer and share with um, the up and becoming community and the people that will listen. So my first question to Steffi is, um, what did you want to become when you were a kid? Well, um, my like probably the earliest memory I had was when I was a kid, I always had a notebook and I like to draw um, like just some figures with outfits on them. And I think from there, I kind of developed this idea that I wanted to create clothes. So I think the earliest thing I could remember that I want to do is becoming a fashion designer. Yeah, and was that something that you end up pursuing or? Yeah, so I did, I actually did go to school for fashion. So I did um, a fashion business and fashion design diploma as well. Yeah, and like, I guess in that was that um, in Canada, like, I guess for the listeners, you know, where are you from? Um, wh- where did you study? Yeah, so the dream probably started um, in Mauritius, which is where I'm originally from. And then in Canada is where the education part kind of came in. And then after I finished my studies in fashion, I started working at um, a store where I was managing for a few years. And that was in the fashion realm, but not actually what I wanted to do, which is being behind the scenes and actually creating. Yeah. But I guess it's just from, yeah, working there throughout high school and then just being promoted to the management position all of a sudden I was finding myself there for four years working um, yeah in the same place I guess like some of the stories that I know about that place is that you had quite a I guess community that really loved you because mm-hmm. um, I think even meeting you in Australia um, you still talked about those people quite often yeah um, and I guess like what what in that time of working there, like, what did you learn? Like, what kind of led you to wanting to come to Australia and, you know, pursuing creativity or, you know, what was the, I guess, intention of moving here? And Yeah. Yeah. It's a big question. It's true. <laughs> well, I mean, 
it's funny because what actually led me here was um, a burnout. So actually just burnout from that role. And I think what kept me in that role for so long was the people. So I actually did love my team, like you said. So I do refer to them quite often as like my family. And I still say that it's our team, even though I'm not even working there anymore. Yeah, I, say, <laughs> I still do that too. I, I say it all the time. So obviously it, it had like a really big impact on me that I still consider them um, really, really close friends of mine. But it was actually like the burnout of just being in that role that actually led me to doing something drastic where I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Um, I'm finding myself just not being able to be present anymore. And I just remember in that time, people weren't even inviting me to things anymore, just knowing that Steffi's always too busy. Let's just not invite her. We don't want to bother her. And that, even though you know that you're going to say, no, most likely because you are too busy. It still kind of hurts. Yeah. Just knowing that people are just like, let's just not invite her because she'll probably be too busy. So it's like this weird backwards thing where like, you know, you'll say no, but you still want that invite. So I think that's when I realized, okay, I'm in this place where now even my friends and my closest family are not wanting to include me in things because they know that I won't be able to make them. And when I am taking part of some events that I was able to make, I'm not even present in them. And I think that's when I realized, okay, I need like a big change. And I guess an idea was, hey, maybe Australia. Maybe Australia. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And actually before that, I did decide to um, resign from the job. And I called it 138 days of self-love. Okay. Where I actually traveled for 138 (coughs) days with my best friend. And we traveled all throughout Australia and Asia and then went back to Australia. And I think that's when I really fell in love with Australia. And maybe six months after that trip, I actually decided to move to Australia. Yeah, Yeah. I think something I found quite... um, I'd love to touch more on the burnout, but I think something I found quite interesting when I met you was I, you know, saw your Instagram and you were... um, you just had all these photos of places all over the world that you'd traveled. Yeah. And I was like, this chick is so cool. <laughs> um, and I was just really curious as to what had led you to, to that. So it's funny, I actually had never asked this question. So for the listeners, I'm not actually just asking questions. I already know Exclusive. the answer to these, yeah. are, these are things that I don't know. <laughs> um, but in that time of burnout, what do you think led you to that? Cause I know that you know, even this year in, in COVID and the things that we've been mm-hmm. facing, um, there's still potential to burn out even though we have more time. Yeah. Um, what were some of those factors? And and if you were to, I guess, speak to yourself back then, like what would you say say to Steffi Fu back then? Yeah. Um, do you mean like what led me to the burnout yeah. or led me to the decision? Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess like um, we're, yeah, I guess we could touch on Australia but I I would I would love to talk a little bit more about that that time of of burning out yeah um I guess I'm a person who's really bad at setting boundaries so I'm very much a yes person yeah so saying yes to me means like okay you're being strong you're hardworking. so I feel like from being that person I would be um asked all these things that were way bigger than what I could handle and you're just saying yes and yes and yes and you're just like piling them on and then at one point you actually do reach that burnout because realistically you actually can't take on that much but if you I feel like give off that 
okay, this Steffi is a yes person. She can take it on. She doesn't even ever look stressed. Like she, let's definitely ask her to do this. Mm. Then you're kind of just sabotaging yourself because then the people around you are like, okay, let's ask her to do more because she can. Yeah. And then at one point you actually can't because realistically it's just not possible to do all that on your own. And then you just actually do reach burnout. Did you ever feel that anyone checked in to see if you were kind of drowning or feeling a bit overwhelmed? Um, yeah, I feel like my team, like my closest team. So I'm, I managed a team of 19 girls. Wow. <laughs> so wow. they, they knew yeah. and it was nice because I was their manager. So I was supposed to check up on them. But it was nice that they were still asking me how I was doing as well, just because they would see me every day. So I feel like at that point, I couldn't really hide the burnout from them. I could maybe hide it from um, like the bigger managers coming in to do like visits like once a month or less than that even. Yeah. But for my team, I feel like as much as you can try to hide it, if you're with people every single day, then they can definitely see that okay, I'm seeing Steffi three months ago and then now it's not the same person anymore. Like she's not that bright person anymore. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely had people check up on me and... Completely. Yeah. And I guess for the, you know, those that don't know Steffi, she's very bubbly and like energetic (laughs) and like always just, yeah, energy. So if you see her a bit down, you would notice that she's a a bit out of it. Yeah. Um, and that led you to 138 days of self-love. Yes. That's very interesting. <laughs> I had a hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> she is a bit of a, I don't know, influencer. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but I guess one of the better ones. Uh, what what led you to that, the 138 days of self-love? I guess that mm. burnout did, but, you yeah. know, what was it's very specific? Yeah, very. Um well, 138 days just so happened that when we booked the first flight to the last flight, it ended up being 138 days. So that's just kind of what came with it. It's like, oh, let's just call it hashtag 138 days of self-love. But pretty much I was experiencing the burnout within that season of my life. And then my best friend was going through something else really big as well. She was going through a breakup. And I guess it was the timing was kind of perfect where she could just do this like take a big chunk 138 days out of her life that she was currently in and so could I and I think that's when we decided like let's do this when does this opportunity ever come where your friend can also take that chunk of time off same as you and then you both want to work on something so we both decided to just yeah she she had just given like her job just like a little on hold whereas I resigned from my job and decided to do this yeah wow and i guess in a you're in a similar vein that's kind of like what's happened currently but we will get back to that um, <laughs> what yeah what um what was the i guess the locations you went to what was the first one um we landed in sydney oh, yeah australia so then, was first. yeah so australia's first and then we just pretty much went all the way up um to can so we just went up the coast and then we flew to Asia where we did um, Bali, Philippines, Thailand. And then I guess the test for both of us was that if 
because the last last flight was Sydney again. Yeah. So after doing Sydney, then all the spots in Asia, we'd go back to Sydney again and then fly out from there. So I guess the last test for us was that we said, hey, if we go back to Sydney and it feels like home after just taking a little break in Asia, then it's a pretty good, like, I guess, feeling to hang on to that maybe it could be the right thing for us to both do like later on in the future that maybe we'd want to try out moving to Australia because that that had been an idea yeah um, at that point but not a decision yet and you were living in Canada yeah exactly and so is she yeah yeah we're in Canada in Toronto (laughs) I do know the answer to that but it just (laughs) needs Toronto where Drake is from (laughs) hey Drake um yeah, that's incredible. And I know that, you know, when people travel, it's not all just, it mm. can be beautiful, but you are kind of faced with yourself. Yeah. And when you're left with all that space, was was it just all good? Or like, what mm. did you what did you learn in that time? Um, I would say there was definitely some, some hiccups that happened with, like, I guess the dynamic between my best friend and I. Yeah. Just going through, I guess, challenges we'd never gone through together. Like, oh, missing a flight or just in Thailand, we got we got dropped off on the wrong island when we had we had paid for accommodation on a different island. But I guess things like that happen in Asia where they're just really miscommunication. But yeah, so you experience things like that. And it's something that we've never experienced before in Canada. So I guess it's like... For the friendship, it's completely new things. And we can either work together to like get through it or probably have just kind of just weird dynamics <laughs> yeah. come from it. And it did. It did come between us for a little bit. But I mean, this is something that we've worked through now. Like I, I think once we've gone past it, there was like some time after the trip where it was weird and it wasn't the same. But I think getting through that now has gotten us kind of closer because we were able to kind of get through that hurdle. But it's something you can't you can't expect happening until you can't you're plan actually for, yeah. yeah you can't plan for it. You're just it. thinking, you oh, we're gonna go yeah to all these countries and it's gonna be the best and it's gonna change our lives. But yeah, you don't exactly. think that you're gonna have some challenges with your your friends, of course. Exactly. Yeah. And if she listens to this, it's like, hey, she's my best friend ever. I love her so much. <laughs> yeah. I love her so much. Shout but out. Was, shout out to shout who? Shout out to... <laughs> <laughs> Beep. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely something we both didn't see coming at all because we had been friends at that point for a couple years and had never, ever gone through like even like the littlest of any wow. disputes or anything. But I think traveling really... It can be the most fun thing, but also can bring so much stress on like a couple yeah. or like friends. And you don't know it, like you said, until you're in it, in a situation, you know? Yeah, yeah. completely. But I'd even love to ask because, you know, you in a way you were not escaping, but you wanted to go on this trip to escape maybe the burnout. Yeah. Did you find that it, that trip did refresh you? Um. I mean, yes, it was refreshing, but maybe not refreshing in the best of ways because there was a lot of, yes, spending time in nature and like really finding like all the beauty that's out there if you're like actually taking the time to explore outside of what you're used to. But there was a lot of just 
yeah doing what backpackers like to do so lots of partying and lots of nights we probably don't even remember anymore so i would say it was refreshing but there are some parts where yeah maybe i would do differently um the next time yeah because we definitely we definitely did all those things that backpackers would definitely yeah cool yeah do I think is maybe even for myself, because I haven't done a trip like that. You can think that, oh, I'd love to just escape. I'd love to just get away from all my responsibilities and everything that is kind of, you know, taking over here. But it's kind of, it's nice to know that, you know, although you did learn a lot, there was also, I guess, a sense of, yeah, this is also hard, you know, you're still going to face challenges wherever you are. but then you did land in Sydney and Sydney yeah. became home. Yeah. Yeah. And what did that, what did that look like? Like, what were you, what were you planning to do? Cause I guess today, um, many know you as like an artist and a creative and I guess a painter currently. Yeah. Um, what did it look like when you touched down in Sydney? Yeah. So I had like zero plans. The only thing that I had planned was where I was going to stay. So that's the only thing I really try to plan from back home is, find a place to stay so that when I land I'm not looking around with my with my backpack and my yeah. luggage so I had that plan but nothing else so no job aligned no idea what field I wanted to try to work in and no friends to kind of help me get my footing in so yeah the f- first couple weeks are pretty tough like I feel like I had held it in the whole time that I was up to the time of moving and then at the airport my parents are like crying because they're like this is like this is so crazy like this is the first time that I was gonna be off like completely on my own so um yeah so I was held I think holding it in for them and just being strong but as soon as I landed it just so happened that it was raining that day so I just remember just landing in this dark room and I didn't know anybody. And I just remember just seeing an empty mattress, just no sheets or anything. And just being like, holy crap, I'm doing this. Yeah. And then that's when the tears started to like flow down. Just like, oh my gosh, this is terrifying. I can't believe I just did this. You're in Australia. Yeah. So I literally kept it in the whole time until I landed. And then... And your best friend wasn't with you anymore? No. So she, yeah, different things happened. So she decided she wanted to stay in Canada and Hmm. had found like a pretty solid job. So her plan completely changed. But at that point, I guess I had the choice, like, am I still doing this on my own now? Because the whole time was, it was going to be me and her. But her plan changed. But I I feel like I was like, no, I still need to do this. I don't, I don't want my plan to be attached to someone else's. Like I still want it to be like, I need this for me as well. So I, I did it anyway. And I think what helped me kind of, go through this because I'm like I'm a chicken like I'm not like the most brave person (laughs) but I think what I did and what's really helped me is that before doing the move I kind of told everybody about it I'm moving to Australia yeah it made you accountable yeah exactly so I feel like because I'm that person who doesn't want to like disappoint I told everybody and I was like okay I have to do this now because everybody thinks I'm doing it So then that's the first step is that the accountability of everybody knowing I was going to do it. Then the second step was buying the flight. And once I put that $2,000 flight in, I was like, I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I'd love to tie that into, I guess, today because 
in a lot of ways you've still you've taken those lessons to who you are today and I think um you know you're pursuing art and you left your job Mm. did you was it kind of the same situation where you told some people you were leaving and then you had to do it or what did that look like this time Mm. yeah well there's a lot of like in between from yeah (laughs) from that point to that point but I guess with with this season now where I decided to um to resign from my part-time job is that I really felt that if I wanted the art business to really thrive, I really saw that the time that I was putting in the part-time job, even though I wasn't at the point where I was like just blooming with orders and like, Mm. oh my gosh, I've like gone now from this level where it's, it's the right time to take this step. It was actually, no, I think this time that I'm using in this part-time job would be so much more valuable into actually building this business to the next level I want it to be at. So I think there's like two ways some people go at it. Some people do it where they've now surpassed the point where like, I'm already past this point now. I think it's ready. I'm ready to like go of that job that's giving me stable income. I went with the other way where I was like, I could use this stable income, but the hours I'm putting in it could be so valuable to doing the things I'm not able to do. Yeah. Because I'm using that time elsewhere. And that's not an easy thing to do. No. <laughs> at all. No. Like, I'm still faced with that challenge yeah. currently. Um, and I guess you do need, you need something that, you just need like, I guess, a conviction or like a belief yeah. in yourself that this is what I need to do, you know? And um, I guess even the, fi- like, <laughs> the financial side of things. Yeah. How did you, you, she lives in Bondi, guys, like, <laughs> and uh, it's a, it's a beautiful house, like, you'd, you'd be worried you'd lose, lose all that, and even being, I guess, an international still, yeah, um, with all those fears, how did you push through that? Well, <laughs> the first week, actually, Kurt is part of the, um, this, this part of the story, is that, um, Kurt had messaged me when, I guess, I was posting a lot of my on my art Instagram page. Yeah. And it, I guess from the outside looked like it was just blooming and had gone like to the next level. Like she's getting orders every single day. Yeah. It and looked then like you, it. <laughs> you, you had said to me, Hey, it looks like you're like killing it. Like you're, you're doing it so well. And then that's like, that hit me so hard. Cause I, I don't even think I even said anything to you. No, I did say something. I said, Oh, actually, I've got like no orders. It's slowed down completely. I'm like actually just at one order, and it was my brother who ordered it from me. Oh, and family. I guess yeah, family. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> I think that's when I realized, oh my gosh, this is what I'm portraying like out there. But really, behind the scenes is that I'm in that in between or the unknown part. Because that week that you had messaged me was actually the first week that I was gonna be completely freelance. So I had resigned from my job and I'd given two weeks notice. And that week was the first week that I was just now freelance. Yeah. And it should have been like the most exciting time where like, I'm doing this. Yeah, I'm my own boss, finally. Like I've been dreaming about this. Yeah. And then literally just like fear and like anxiety crept in where I just remember on that Monday, I was like, oh my gosh, what do I even do with all this time now? Like, 
what do I start with? What do I prioritize? <laughs> I've got no painting orders. No one's, you know. I've got no orders. No one's telling me what to do for the first time. It's all up to me. Like I make my own schedule. Just go to the beach for a week. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> literally I'm just going to go to the beach now. But no, it was like, I remember it be, being so paralyzing. Like I literally couldn't get out of bed for oh. the first couple of days. I know it's sounds... That's how we want to start our business. It's, folks. Yeah. So, <laughs> first, first day. Week, depressed. First day. <laughs> depressed. But um yeah, it was really really terrifying and that's the thing is that I I didn't want to portray this oh my gosh, she's killing it. She's thriving. Starting a business is so easy and it's so you're just so confident the whole time and I think your message made me realize hey, people are like watching at this point. Yeah. And they're like, I can do this. She can do it. She's got no trouble at all. She's had no bad days. And then that's when I realized like I need to share the behind the scenes mm. because that week was actually a really, really challenging week for me where I was just like paralyzed with anxiety and didn't know what to do. Yeah. And I guess it wasn't until um, like probably the end of the week when I started to work on my brother's piece, which was my only order that, um, I, I was like painting his piece and I, I looked at one of the paintbrushes that I was using. And then I had realized that, Hey, where did this paintbrush come from? And it's something that I completely forgot about until that moment for some reason, because I had been using these same paintbrushes for the past five months, which is when I started this. And I realized that I had moved into this place that was like completely empty and we had just gone to like the sunroom, which is the room that I do all my paintings in. And there was just like a bundle of professional paintbrushes that were left. And I guess it must have been that maybe the previous owner was also an artist. And then that room that she used was also the room that she painted. And out of everything that she packed up, she missed I'm, I'm assuming that's the story. Yeah. I don't know. Crazy. But I think that's what like just made it all flip around for me is that, hey, this was like such an yeah. amazing blessing. Yeah, like, this was set up. It was set up. It <laughs> yeah. was totally set up. I was literally like, these were left for me. Mm. And I realized, hey, just like holding on to something that like what seems small, but is actually such a huge thing is that this was actually like, it seemed like completely set up yeah. for me. And it's believing in something, I guess, I don't know, greater, you yeah. know, like being like, oh, wow, like this couldn't have been me. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's what me really made me realize, oh my gosh, get out of this mindset. Like this, this has already happened for me. Like mm. all these little like seeds were already planted for me to get here. I can't just mess up here. Like I can't stop here when I've gone this far already. So I think I just like picked myself back up and I was like, stop feeling bad for yourself. You can do this. So I think at that point, I just like my whole mentality changed. I have, um, I have like savings. So it's not like I was like not being able to put food on the table. So I think I just had to be like, okay, I can do this. I got the savings for this. Yeah, maybe the next couple of weeks is going to look a little tighter than usual, but I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People out there, you can do this. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> no, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it when you you take the space and you believe in yourself and you're like, you know what, I love to do this. And I think even what I've been telling myself lately is, what have I got to lose? 
mm-hmm. you know, if, if you go back to your old job, you know, or you go back to the degree that you studied, you know, you use the tools and the things you've actually built. It's not that bad. Maybe you'll fail, but I think there's so much more in it to pursue something you're passionate about. Like, you know, it could last a year, it could last five years, it could last 10 years. Exactly. And you're like, but at least I did it. Yeah. You know, at least I just went for it. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of been, I guess, in an, my driving force uh, recently as I've been getting more photography work. It's almost, I'm going to use a sport term, guys, but <laughs> in, in sport, it's like when you, someone's shooting threes, you know, basketball, they're just like getting threes and you, and you just think they're going to get the next shot yeah. and then they don't. And sometimes I worry that, oh man, I'm getting all these bookings. I'm getting, you're getting all these painting orders this is just going to keep coming, you know? And I think my fear is what if it stops? Yeah. You know, and what then? Um, and I think that's all something we all something that we face as entrepreneurs and self-starters and the people that haven't started it yet or are thinking about it. It's actually pretty exciting. Yeah. You know, it's pretty fun to feel that, um, that I guess energy and that excitement of, Oh wow, this it's on me. Yeah. No one else is telling me what to do right now. Like, if I take a day off at the beach, great. That's the freedom that we have as entrepreneurs. Yeah, exactly. But what if I take today and I work on my social media, I work on my, you know, my marketing, etc. That's the juggle we've got to make, I think. Um, And what, I guess, in, you know, your paintings... Um, if you were to share a little bit about what that looks like, how, how do you, how do you do paintings? You know? Yeah. Where did that start? Like when was the first order? Yeah. So actually the whole painting business kind of just, just happened organically. So it's nothing I had ever planned before. Like one day I'm going to be an artist. I never even had that as a dream because I didn't Mm. even see it as like a realistic avenue for me. Like, I know I like drawing and I know I had a little bit of a background from my um, fashion design um, education that I learned how to draw a bit. But that was never even like planted as like, hey, this is a dream of mine. So I was actually um, just pre-COVID <laughs> working in um, like a styling agency. And it's so crazy how it happened because I had been just really working hard towards getting that role because I was interning there and I really wanted a permanent role there. And then finally, after interning for a few months, I had gotten a permanent role in February of this year. And then COVID happened in March. Mm. So literally just a month in that role, it had already kind of been taken away from me where I was like, are you serious? Like literally I've just gotten this role and now it's already been taken away from me but that's the thing it's like I don't want to think about it like that because I know it's something we couldn't have predicted would have happened but basically in March when everything started to go into like lockdown all our events had been cancelled as well and then um yeah the company just kind of took drastic decisions to just um decrease people's hours so mine were decreased by 85 percent so at this point wow I was now at four hours a week Mm. and yeah, I, I remember that day. It just literally felt like like my heart was like ripped out of my chest just being like, oh my gosh, we're experiencing this thing that we've never experienced before, like a pandemic. Like what what is that? I'm on the other side of the world from my entire family and I'm nowhere near them. And 
I had decided like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this here. I'm gonna stay in Australia and go through the pandemic. And then all of a sudden now my job, which was my like, my stable financial income yeah. had now been taken away from me. So at that point, I just remember being like, oh my gosh, am I, am I now letting go of this dream of living in Australia and just booking a flight back home? Because all around me, I feel like living in Bondi, you've just got friends that are not from here. So literally, yeah. I have my American friends and friends from Europe. They were all booking flights to go back home. And that's when I had the, I guess, the decision, like whether I wanted to go back home or not, because now my job had been taken away from me. And then I just remember that exact day. I was just um, in my bed, just just crying. I couldn't stop. And then my phone just like beeped and it was like a money transfer. And I was like, what? Who just transfers me money? It's so strange. And then I looked and it was actually Alicia. So my flatmate had transferred me money for um, her first painting. So it literally was um, title for my first painting. And that was my very first Alicia. order. Yeah. So, wifey. <laughs> She'll love that That's mention. That's her house. Yeah, her housemate. She's, she's awesome. Yeah, so that was my very first order. I guess it was from someone who was in it with me who got to just experience the entire thing with me because she was there the whole time when it happened. And she wanted to help, but she knew that just giving me money wouldn't be something that I would be comfortable with or would even allow, like just taking money from a friend. So she just, I guess, started the whole yeah, she invested, domino effect. Invested is, in you, yeah. yeah, exactly. So she invested in me. She knew that I just like painting just for fun, but never have I ever sold art. So that was that very yeah. first. Yeah, and then one. now your, your house is full of the art that you make. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> so she that investment that <laughs> turned tenfold. No, it's everywhere. But yeah, so basically, um, from then I guess people just through word of mouth, heard about like, oh, this is Steffi, she works here, but now um, she's not working anymore. Can we try and support her? So then it was like a colleague that ordered something. Then her mom had heard my story too, all the way from England and wanted to order something else. That's another story. Yeah, yeah, that's another story. (laughs) Then a friend who couldn't help financially told her colleagues about it. Then her colleagues were ordering from me. And then it was just everyone just wanting to support and even, yeah, like people from church had heard the story as well yeah. and wanted to support by ordering. But then all of a sudden it had just just transitioned to a friend of a friend of a friend had heard. So all of a sudden it was complete strangers just mm. wanting to order. And I guess through all that word of mouth, like a friend of a friend of a friend, the story got lost. Yeah. So at this point now they didn't know my story, but they were <laughs> now just, it's just ordering. marketing. Yeah. Now they were just ordering because they liked my art, which is beautiful. And that's when it got crazy because I was like, "Oh, thank you so much for supporting." And they were yeah. like, "Supporting what?" <laughs> like, like not even knowing. They're like, nah, man, I want, even... a, I want a painting. <laughs> yeah. No, they're like, no, I, I actually didn't know that story. So I think for some people, I'm like, hey, it helps a lot after like, um not having much work it helps so much that you're doing that and then a lot of people would actually respond by saying oh i actually had no idea about that that's amazing i just found your painting through so and so and actually loved it and wanted it for my home that's crazy so that's kind of just how it just and there was this beautiful um i guess local supporters boom during covid you know in a time where money was scarce I don't think I bought so many things online in my life, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. But it's because we wanted to 
help people, yeah. you know, and so many people were struggling. And I loved that, you know, in times of need and times of trouble, people band together and they, yeah. they elevate others. And, um, I think even, yeah, you know, people by now have heard my story on my podcast cause I share it every now and then, but you know, I was going to move to New York and then I decided yeah. not to. And all these new opportunities opened, like starting this podcast. Um, and that would have never happened if I didn't have all the time and, and exactly. um, I guess the space to to support others, but also want to ask people these questions, you know, want to interview them and find out how they actually are getting by and how they are creating a life for themselves that they're building, you know. So yeah. It's been pretty cool to see your story too. Yeah. <laughs> but you're like she can't she can't handle the compliment guys just, just by the way no, it's, I it's a steppy through thing um it's so funny but i'd love to talk about um i'd love to talk a, a little bit about community so you know you've you've done these paintings but um you had something you were working on prior to covid and it was like meraki girls if i'm yeah, saying meraki correctly. girls yeah. yeah and you know what is that what is that it's like a workshop but, yeah. yeah so meraki girls was like a little love project that i was working on and um being in school for entrepreneurship you had to pick one project that you were going to work on and actually build it from um from bottom up so basically you're working with um these professors who are all in the field of business and entrepreneurship so they all have um, started a business before have helped grow business so we all got to choose one so for me it was Meraki Gals and what it was is well, for people who don't know what Meraki means it's um it's a noun and it says it means to do something with love creativity and love and to put something of yourself in everything you do yeah. so really really like that word and that's what we wanted to um call it that but basically yeah it's workshops where um we bring women together and we all don't know each other and it's really targeted at everyone because basically what i was finding is that workshops are really targeted to creatives so if Mm. you go to a workshop yeah you meet other creatives yeah and that's the thing it's people who are interested in doing things like that yeah but really trying to step out of that and just being like everybody can take part of these creative workshops even if you've never picked up a paintbrush before even if you've never tried to play with clay when you were a kid or even if maybe you don't like it yeah it's something that you're doing that's different from what you're used to doing. So it's really pushing that idea of like, hey, we want workshops to be filled with, yes, creatives, but also like, hey, have a doctor beside you. And then like a financial advisor is sitting like to the left of you and just having a group of just different women of all different backgrounds trying something completely different together and just really seeing the benefit from that, trying to do something completely um, new to you. And I... You know, I guess I know the answer to this, but for the listeners, you know, why just women? Like, what's the, what was the heart behind that? Yeah. Um, well, how it started actually was um, one of my best friends and I were going through kind of like a rough season in in our lives. Like, I was struggling with my visa, like wanting to know after my visa was going to expire, how I was going to stay here or if I wanted to stay in Australia. And she was dealing with the same thing too, because she's not from here either. 
So then we had just decided, okay, for once, let's not think about visas anymore because all now we were talking about was visas. Like yeah. everything revolved. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> everything just revolved about visas. What visa are you on? 417, 462. Oh my God, day one. Yeah, literally Rip. like, okay, can we just for a second just stop talking about that? So we decided to just um, grab some art supplies. So we had like paintbrushes and um just brought paint with us and we just drove to seal rocks mm. and then we just like set up this really nice setup because we we're extra and we like to have like yeah. really another skill steffi has is like interior design she literally makes everything look good it's like annoying i think that's the next <laughs> business by the way Thanks. hiring steffi to make my room look awesome Okay, I'm down. And if you need it, <laughs> let us know. But we can only do Sydney right now. Yeah, so. <laughs> we'll only talk about the other part too. <laughs> and she'll sell you a That'll painting. be part two. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, basically we set it all up and we made it look really nice because we appreciate that, like trying to do something nice for ourselves and not for just, hey, this is going to be for content or whatever. We just literally wanted to do something nice for us. So we set it up really nicely. And then we did take content in the end and we did post them on our Instagrams. But um, basically what happened from then on was pretty crazy. But um, we put it on our Instagrams and I guess it looked like we were doing an Airbnb experience. Oh. So then our friends and our families were like, this is so cool. Like, I'd love to take part. And then all of a sudden it was complete strangers messaging both of us saying, hey, um, I'd been looking for something like this. I just moved to Sydney from whatever country and I'm looking for just um, groups of girls to meet up with and do things like yeah, that. Yeah, community. Yeah, yeah, exactly, like community. And then that's when we, rea we realize there's other like women out there who are in search for this as well. And I think that's how like the whole idea kind of just organically happened as well, just like the paintings is that. We just did something completely for fun for ourselves and then realized, hey, there's other women who want this as well. And mm. it'd be, it'd be kind of selfish of us to keep it for ourselves because yeah. obviously we, we do have a gift of putting these experiences together and now other people are interested in taking part of them. Yeah. And I think there's an important point there as well to do things that you love, you yeah. know, to do things that you, that you're passionate about because yeah. I think we often think, oh, I need to do that thing because that's the way it needs to be done. But you just started doing something you loved and then it turned into something. You yeah. Know? And I think even for, yeah, for the listeners and for myself, that's something I'm learning more and more all the time. Like I can take photos of things I love and if people fall in love with the photos, that's awesome. I just get, and then I get to do and get to take more photos of things I love. Yeah, you exactly. Know? So instead of creating experiences based on, um, something else you've seen, yeah. you, you created something completely new, which is awesome. Yeah. And I think that's when maybe sometimes the burnout can come. Yeah. Is that as a creative, you're losing your creative freedom because you're constantly told what to do and you're constantly briefed on like what it should look like. And I think as creatives is that we are striving for that freedom, but it's quite hard to get there. Yeah. And I think that's when we experience that burnout of like, I've got no creative freedom anymore, but I'm a creative. Yeah, you started got, with an idea. I've got all these ideas that I can't actually put on paper because yeah. someone's telling you, no, this line should actually look this way. And yeah, it should sound like this. Yeah. Man, yeah. Well, I think. <laughs> You're like, I'm quitting my job tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Funny story though. <laughs> well, I was actually going to quit my job. 
But then I found that, um, you know, working at this cafe, maybe like um, I reduced my hours, but just working a couple of days in this cafe was actually kind of helpful. Um, I guess in a way that it, it's humbling. Mm. Um, and right now my, you know, photography, I'm doing it on weekends and like from Monday to like Wednesday. So yeah. uh, I found that, oh, I can still do this. You know, I can still serve these people. And it may, when photography gets busier and busier because of COVID restrictions loosening, um, then I can seriously look at leaving. But um, even in that, like, it was an interesting lesson to learn. Like, quitting is not always, you know, the way to go. Yeah, definitely not. (laughs) Yeah, but I definitely thought it was because that's what entrepreneurs do. But, um, yeah, I think there will be a time when I resign and I'm fully running my own business. But just being able to make money making coffee and then saving all the money for my business, I think that's going to seriously help in the future yeah I feel like that's good because you see that as like your outlet yeah because the thing is yeah I definitely don't want to say to you that that's the answer for everybody (laughs) like quit your job but I found that from now my passion turning into like what I actually was doing for work I needed a different outlet Mm because I actually was experiencing times where I was spending days staring at a blank canvas (laughs) and just being stuck Because I had realized that now what I was doing as an outlet from just being really stressed out or feeling burnout was Mm. art. Now, all of a sudden, art is the way I'm making money. So I had to really find like... So tough. Yeah, I had to really like dig to find like, okay, now painting is actually what I'm doing to like make an income. What is my outlet now when I need a break from it? So I had to change that because I I was definitely reaching points where I would just, yeah, nothing was coming out anymore. So if you find that for you, your job is your outlet because you like connecting with people and yeah, making coffee for new people, chatting with new people, um, taking photos of them, drinking coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Watch out. You probably got photos on Kurt's Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. Only if you come to Critical Slide Bondi. Critical Slide Bondi Road. Plug it in. 245. 245. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, don't tell my boss that I wanted to quit. No, I'm kidding. If you listen, Sam, love you big time. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta be careful. Yeah. No, it's good. He knows. He knows. Um, well, wow. I think we actually covered so much in, you know, this episode and how we end every episode is I ask five flash questions. So oh my God. you have to answer these as quick as you can. No. <laughs> What's your favorite film or series right now? Uh, series. Favorite film oh, or series. shoot. Film. Uh, what did I just watch? Um, I like Captain Fantastic. I think that's one of the it's a film. my favorite film. Yeah, yeah, good film. Yeah, can't go wrong. What's one book that's left a mark on you? Ooh, I actually, that's one of my biggest challenges is finishing books. <laughs> so I actually, I don't remember finishing a book in the past like seven years. So sorry. For all my really anti-book bad. lovers, there's actually more anti-book lovers on this podcast than I'd like to admit. It's pretty sad. <laughs> I love books, by the way. That's why I asked this question. Oh, no. What's one piece of advice you would tell your younger self? Wow. Don't be hard on yourself. Take it easy. Yeah. I feel like you're your worst critic. Like, I feel like a lot of the times we like to blame it on others or like you're putting pressure on yourself because of others, but really it's you putting that pressure on yourself. So yeah, be easy on yourself. 
Very true. Be easy on yourself, Be easy. everyone. Take it easy. What does becoming mean to you? Um, I think it's just the process of evolving. So constantly evolving. And I think there's not a point where you're like, okay, I've become what I need to become. I think just letting yourself go through the seasons and even if the season doesn't look like what you want it to be, just kind of let yourself go through it and let it just become or evolve into the next thing because a lot of the times it ends up surprising you. Like the art for me was never an Mm, avenue. And I actually am so happy doing this because I think I let myself get out of that stuck um, point of my life where I was like, this is terrifying. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm paralyzed by this. Once I was over that part, I let it evolve into what it's become now. And it's actually surprised me because I was never even anticipating it. That's awesome. Yeah. Evolving. Evolving. Butterfly. What, <laughs> <laughs> what are you dreaming about right now? Um, I'm dreaming of, I mean, <laughs> It's so funny. I'm really, I'm really would love to find a permanent place here in Australia. Like, mm. I know I don't want it to be a black and white. I need to be in Australia, otherwise my yeah. dreams will crush. But I'm really letting myself, like, back to your question, like, evolve into different seasons and not let myself get too stressed out about it. And just let it, like, if it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah. But that's a huge dream of mine, just, like, seeing myself um, being able to start a life here. Just because I've had such an amazing blessing with community here and amazing friends. So that's, I think, a dream of mine. Yeah. You get this girl a green card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and single Aussies. <laughs> just hey. <like>, holler. <laughs> hey, how you doing? You're in Bondi. <laughs> um, well, I guess to sign off, was there any advice or anything you wanted to say before we end the podcast to people that want to start things? Hmm. <laughs> That's a big one. I guess um, one big thing for me is just thinking about the most perfect product or the most perfect service that you can think about um, putting out in the world. And sometimes it actually stops you from putting it out there because you're constantly just stuck on, no, it's not perfect yet. The website isn't perfect yet. Mm. I'm not great at this, whatever you're doing yet. But sometimes it's just putting yourself out out there and like putting little parts of it out and just letting it, again, evolve mm. to what it, it could be. Because I think sometimes we spend so much time in putting out a perfect product and then you haven't actually put out little parts of it and gotten feedback from friends or people who are meant to be your potential clients. And you put it out there and you realize that you got it all wrong. And at this point, you've invested so much time and so much whatever money it took for you to get there and realize that it was all wrong. So I think it's just like, don't overthink it and don't feel like, oh, you need to put out the most perfect, most unique product that no one's ever thought of before. Because most likely, I feel like most, I would say 90% of business owners have an idea. And what's actually come out of that idea is actually completely different from the initial, initial idea. Mm. Because they've just completely pivoted through like feedback, through circumstances through actually putting it out there and then receiving like comments about what it should be or yeah just hearing from your 
potential consumers. So yeah, it's good. Think, does that does that make sense? It does. It yeah. makes sense. And <laughs> on that sense, we're gonna we're gonna leave you guys. But um, Steffi, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thanks, girl. <laughs> well, that was Steffi Fu. Thanks so much for listening to the Up and Becoming podcast and I hope that you learned as much as I did. It was incredible getting to interview someone that I do know so well, but I still learned so much, especially about what she talked about with burnout and repurposing your creative outlet. I'm definitely leaving with some things to think about. If you're enjoying the Up and Becoming, please uh, share it with your friends, screenshot it. Uh, and post it on Instagram. This will just help more people listen and learn just like you. But next week, we've got episode 10 with Bettina Photo, which I'm super excited. So stay tuned and um, have the best week. Bye.